to the Grace at Last podcast. Here we hope you find freedom from religion and traditions passed down by man that God never intended for us to struggle with. Let's quit looking around us and begin to look within at God in us and realize all we need is already there. Together, guided by the Holy Spirit, let's learn what God really thinks of us and discover what is pleasing to Him. I think we're going to find out it's a whole lot easier than what we thought. Hi, Corrine here for episode 27 of our Grace at Last podcast. In our last episode, episode 26, we asked the question if we're setting ourselves up to be disappointed. We talked about how to go to the proper place for our individual and personal needs. We're all unique and different, and we all need different things. How can I know the answers that are right for me? If we don't answer that question correctly, it'll affect every area of our life. We need to understand this, so again, listen to episode 26, Are You Setting Yourself Up for Disappointment, if that's something that interests you. Today I want to talk about living in the moment, about the blessings of living in the reality of right now. I want to talk about how to be sure that we're not falling for the lives that have us moving forward but looking in the rearview mirror. Anyone can see the danger of that. I have a reminder hanging up on my wall that says, live in the moment. But you know what? That can become a cliche. To not allow ourselves to go backward or forward in our mind, well, that's not going to just happen on its own. We have to be sober-minded and we have to be on the alert. We are in a battle and Satan and his demons are our enemy and they want to come against us and attack us with lies. That's what they use, and our protection is truth. And believing what God has said, not what Satan is saying, well, that's our answer. That is the key. The Holy Spirit is inside of us, and He will guide us into truth. We can trust Him. Truth is now. Sometimes we expect God to speak to us in our imaginations and in our fantasy, and anything that is not in right now is fantasy. If we are projecting forward or something that isn't real or hasn't happened, that's fantasy. And it's easy to live in a fantasy world. And it's not reality. And we don't know what's going to happen. We don't have the ability to know the future. God hasn't given us the ability to know the future. And some people are all about fantasy. I mean, we can imagine this can be taken to the extreme of living in fantasy. But there's fantasy everything. People wanting to live in fantasy, wanting to escape reality, and searching for all kinds of ways to do that. But I believe that it's about a life that's so in tune with the oneness that we have with God that we would never want to escape. I think life in Christ can be that great. And I'm not sticking my head in the sand. I know things are tough. Life can be difficult. War is going on all around us. I just want to walk by faith and not by sight. Because what's going on around me can be really scary. But Christianity, it's about right now. It's about today. <laughs> and it's about God's will being wherever you are, whatever you are doing, and in truth and in reality, that he's with us and he's going through it with us. He's in us and he's never going to leave us. And even that scripture can become a cliche that he will never leave us or forsake us. But do we understand the implications of that? Do we understand the new covenant that made that truth possible? In the old covenant, the Holy Spirit would come upon the leaders to guide them as a nation. Prophets and kings and judges, well, they'd have a visitation from the Holy Spirit, but never could they claim that he would never leave them. Now we, 
man, woman, child, can receive the very life of God by faith and enter into his grace and completed work Christ accomplished on our behalf. And he promises, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. I will never forsake you. That is an incredible promise that we want to meditate and understand more. I think it's safe to say that past and future thinking is what brings on most of our negative emotions and is responsible for leading us into anger and depression and confusion and regret. All of these emotions that can keep us stuck. And God's grace and mercy is available to us today, not tomorrow. I can feel tomorrow's pressures today, but God's grace won't get here for me until that day. The day that I need it. His mercies are new every morning. And God's grace is going to be for my now. Not my fantasy that I make up in my mind or that I imagine that most of the time is not even going to transpire. No, God's grace is for the reality of the right now. And yesterday's gone and tomorrow, well, it's going to come with a whole brand new batch of God's grace to meet our every need. And if we are not living in the moment, We're not living in reality. We have video games. We have Hollywood. We have doctors, marketing campaigns, all offering us what we need to be content. But really, all we need is inside of us in the person of the Holy Spirit. And in Matthew 6.34, Jesus said, Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew 6.34 Again, God's grace will be here for each day when we need it and in the way that we need it, and at the time that we need it. God is a God of truth, not fantasy. He is not going to speak to us in our, again, imaginations, our fantasies, our make-believe, our daydreaming. He is going to speak to us in His Son. That is what He said in Hebrews, that in these last days, God has spoken in His Son. And we mentioned previously, you know, some things that can keep us from wanting and enjoying the moment. And one of those things is that we have to forgive. We have to let go of bitterness and resentment. And we have to learn how to trust God instead. It's all a part of being led by the Spirit. It's all a part of what He's leading us to do. And He's going to lead us to set us free from unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment. Those things, they are not of God. And if we're going to trust God, then we're going to believe Him. And what He says matters most is love. He says, love is what counts. And if we get that down, real, genuine love, we're there. I'm not saying it's always easy to love, especially the unlovely. But that's what God did for us. He called us beloved. He called us beloved when there was nothing lovely about us. And in Romans 5, verse 8, he says, While we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Romans 5 verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 10, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Those are all found in Romans 5. God loved us when there was nothing lovely about us. And he has called us to love, not to get all of the rules and regulations down and thinking church attendance and Bible study and devotional and scripture memorization is what pleases God. He says it's love. The way that I loved you, 
love one another. The way that I forgave you, he says, totally and completely, forgive one another in that same way. And remembering what Christ has done for us and the grace that we have received, that's going to help us to naturally be gracious and loving towards others. And in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, to remember the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful. For the destruction of fortresses, this is all going on in the mind. The weapons of our warfare, the weapons that we have been given for the battle that we are in, they are powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Fortresses are strongholds. Paul says in verse 5, we're destroying speculation. That's fantasy, imagination, speculating, daydreaming. We're destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. And when we choose to have habitual thinking patterns about the past and not reject those lies, we are not living in reality. We are missing out on the right now because mentally we're somewhere else. We're in the past. Very rarely are we sitting around thinking of all the goodness in the world and all the goodwill toward men, right? It's usually about disappointments. It's about the world and how evil it is and how they call good evil and evil good and all the sadness going on around us. And yeah, that can easily take over our thinking. Not only the things wrong in the world, but how about the things that we did wrong, the things that we're doing wrong, our wrong behavior, the way we've hurt others, the way we've blown it. And if we don't understand the complete forgiveness and the cross, well, we're going to continue to feel guilt, even though we've been declared not guilty. Our debt has been paid in full. Jesus paid it. We are loved. We are forgiven. We are acceptable to God because Christ made us right. In right standing with him, he made us righteous. He who knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. We are righteous. We have been declared righteous, not guilty. Hebrews 10 Verse 15 says, the Holy Spirit testifies to us after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws upon their heart and on their mind, I will write them. And then he says, and their sins and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more. Now, where there is forgiveness of these things, there is no longer any offering for sin. Hebrews 10, 15 through 18. Do we hear that? Our sins he remembers no more. Talk about good news. We read it, we hear it, but do we believe it? Do we really understand how completely forgiven and accepted that we are? And if we don't know the truth about that, we will live in regret. Only understanding how Jesus wiped our slate clean, white as snow, as if we had never done any of it. That is how he sees us. And if we don't understand that, we are going to live feeling ashamed and guilty. And, well, that's just not true. It is a lie, a lie from the devil. Freedom comes when we can control our thought life through the power of the Holy Spirit and believe and live truth, not the lies that Satan is handing out. And when we believe in the past or the failure of our past or even the future, we are on a bad path. It's not living in the reality of the right now. And right now is where it's at. God promises to be there for us, whatever we may need, but he's going to provide it when we need it. 
And sometimes we see the need, we begin to worry, but the reality hasn't even arrived yet. And most of the time never will. And you know, God could have made us with the ability to know the future, but he gave us faith instead. And it's impossible to please him without faith, so we get lots of opportunities to please him, don't we? And so living in the moment can be challenging, and getting stuck in the past can be a habit that we get into, but we can also develop unhealthy thinking patterns of worrying about the future. It's another state of mind that will keep us from living in the moment. When we worry about things that haven't happened, we're not trusting God to be there for us in our time of need. Again, God could have made us with the ability to know the future, but he didn't. There's many references in the Bible regarding time, and it's always God's timing is in his hands. It's his story unfolding. There's even verses that say that Jesus doesn't know of all the time and epochs that are to come. Some things, such as the future, they belong to God and God alone. And trusting that he is in our now, well, he's going to be in our then when it's our now, if You know what I mean. (laughs) Worrying is unhealthy. Worry is living in a fantasy. And it's daydreaming that something bad is going to happen. And it brings on sickness and it brings on disease. And there's a better way. Our goal should be to live in the moment and to appreciate and enjoy our right now. And even if that involves some suffering, there can be a blessing even in your right now. In order to do that, we have to take responsibility for our thought life and reject the lies of the world and the devil. And Paul tells us that our answer is in Philippians 4, 8. And he says in verse 6 of Philippians 4, not to worry, but pray instead. And then in verse 8, he says, brethren, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence in anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. One translation says, set your mind on these things and keep it set. So Philippians 4, 8 tells us to think on things that are true and lovely and good. Why? Because that is the reality of what Christ has done. And I want to close with sharing a chapter, Colossians 3. And I risk losing you and your mind wandering by reading too many verses, but I hope you can stay with me. It'll take less than a minute to hear what God says our minds should be set upon as recipients of his glory. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 1, he says, since you have been raised to a new life in Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor and power at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your real life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Did you hear that? Since you have been raised, he says, to set your eyes, your sight, on the realities of heaven. Realities of heaven, the truth, where Christ sits. And to think about the things of heaven, not the earthly things. He says that we've died to this life, and our real life is hidden with Christ in God. And he says that he's going to share in all his glory and as recipients of his glory. Colossians 3 verse 10, he says, put on your new nature, be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Verse 11, in this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. Verse 12, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, 
You must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowances for each other's fault. Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Verse 14, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Verse 15, and let, we have to let the peace that comes from Christ rule in our hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Verse 16, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Again, that is Colossians 3. That is such a good chapter. I pray that we can think about the goodness of God and share that with others. I pray we see with a heavenly perspective and not with man-made traditions handed down through the ages. I love talking about freedom in Christ. Galatians 5.1 says Jesus came to give us freedom, and the context of that was freedom from the law. And I pray that you live in his grace and that you know his perfect love that casts out all fear. And I hope you join me on the next episode, episode 28, when we talk about how to make living with the mind of Christ a reality in our lives. I pray you know the love of God in his son, Jesus, that casts out all fear. And I pray that he leaves you with nothing but the reality of the absolute perfect love and understanding of what he has done for us in his son. Thank you so much for joining us today for our Grace at Last podcast. We hope you learned a truth that will set you free and keep you living in the It Is Finished promise Jesus declared at the cross. Go to lastministry.org to learn more about who we are and what we're all about as we share this incredible inheritance God has given us in His Son.